Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Soap fans and true believers. I have Tony Moore of Dish and Days in to talk, you guessed it, Days of Our Lives. So while this is not a GH week, there will be a ton to talk about next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. But I will address one of the many elephants in the room with a tweet from regular guest Susan Eisenberg. Emmy Ryland is a terrific actress and an adorable person. She has chemistry with her cast members and brings so much joy to her work and her role. And when she's given the material, she shines. So hopefully that shows where some of us stand on the rumors out there. And I will just leave it at that. Let's flip the hourglass and get on with the days of our lives. So this is Believe in Soap Operas, and with me today, I believe we've, we've discussed you on this show before, but you've never been on, Mr. Tony Moore of Dish and Days. Hi, everybody. It's me. Really? What Y'all, y'all talked about me on the show. What y'all say? I'm, I'm pretty sure your name had to have come up, because I've had Mark J. Freeman and James Lott Jr. on here, and James has been on here many times, so I assume the word of Tony has been spoken. I'm pretty sure between those two, the then I probably do come up, and who knows in what context, but it's probably all shady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was Shady Sundays at After Buzz, so that's kind of how we all are, but that's but, it's a soap opera within the soap opera. Exactly, and I mean, let's face it, it's shady with any date ending in Y, so like, doesn't have to be Sunday. It could be Monday through Saturday if you'd like for it to be a shady day. Well, every day is a shady day if you're a shady guy. <laughs> <laughs> as or James girl. Jr., yeah. as, as James Lott Jr. will say, it's always better in the shade. It really is, though. I'm not a big fan of the sun. <laughs> oh, me either. No, I, I, I like coolness. I know. We, we could talk about the weather all day long and use all <laughs> these metaphors for shade or, you know, talking trash, whatever you want to call it. But we're here to dish days. So the actual soap opera, not the soap opera behind the soap opera, although we can get into that, too, because we know that there's tons of tea there. But (laughs) probably, yes, there's always tons of tea behind the scenes. Yeah, that's the beauty of soaps, which has always alluded me to why they don't really get that much press, because, I mean, we know a little bit about the behind the scenes drama. And you if you want to know, you can find it. But that's this is not stuff that usually makes TMZ. And but right. with daytime being the only thing airing, I do wonder if we'll start to see more of the, the bad side of the press, as some might say, with the soaps. What do you think? I mean, I don't think so because I think soaps are so niche that like not a lot of people would be familiar with like like if TMZ ran into, you know, Eric Martzoff from Days of Our Lives, like a lot of people 
may not be familiar with the show or even know that the show is still on. And that's no shade to, to the soap genre, but you know, it's always been um, its own niche. I think the, the only time that, um, that we got a little behind the scenes of like what happens and maybe a tish of drama was, do you remember, I think this was back in early uh, 2000s, there was that reality show with um, yeah, uh, with Kirsten with Galen, Storms and uh, yeah, Galen was Galen on there and uh, uh, Nadia Bjorlin and Brandon Beamer. Um, that I think that was the I think it was called Dirty. Was it called Dirty? Dirty Beach? Soap. Yeah, dirty it was soap. Dirty Soap. Because Walker and, and I actually talked about that on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, Dirty Soap. And actually, yeah. I actually thought it was a it was a really good good show um and i thought it was it was good to follow like the soap actors and like behind the scenes and stuff like that i really wish that um he would have given it another another premiere but another season but he didn't I yeah it. i was actually surprised i enjoyed it i don't normally like that kind of stuff i'm not a reality tv person i much prefer the scripted that's why i like my drama on daytime and to be you know the story's not the uh, Real Housewives, which too gets a little bit into some of these soap actresses because you've had Eileen Davidson, Lisa Renna, now Denise Richards is on The Bold and the Beautiful. But mm -hmm. there's a little bit there. And I guess Dirty Soap was just like a lot of stuff with the soap operas ahead of its time. Just like they had a lot of online options, like when One Life to Live and All My Children went there, that now would have worked. But, you know, they've always been ahead of their times. But that's kind of why we love them, right? Right, exactly. I mean, listen, wherever they go, they bring the drama, so. Yep. And, and so how did you really get started into the drama? Did you watch with your mother and grandmother? Um, actually, I, I started watching Days of Our Lives completely by accident. Um, I was helping a family friend move. Um, into their new house and we were having lunch and she watched Days of Our Lives. And because I like to eat and watch TV and that was going to be the only show that was going to be available for me to watch, I sat and I had McDonald's and watched um, my first episodes of Days of Our Lives. And I became so intrigued that I was like, all right, let me watch tomorrow to see what happens. And I had no idea that like storylines are like drawn out. I had like, I thought maybe I'll watch a couple of episodes, know what happens and then like go about my day. Well, over 20 something years later, I'm still tuning in. So, and it was all from that one episode that I watched with a family friend. And then from that, I started going to like the fan events um, that were local to my area when I lived in South Carolina and started going to that and started meeting other soap fans and started meeting the cast and everything like that. And that just started a whole new journey for me. Wow. But I had no idea you'd gone to fan events so early on in your soap watching because that's something, you know, that that really brings the fans in and they've done for years, but the, with the internet now, we know how many there are, but used to, like you say, it really was subject to what you knew locally. Mm -hmm. So that that's really interesting because uh, to me, that's something the internet was around in the nineties. And mm -hmm. I remember going on 
the Soap Central message boards before there was Twitter to bitch about the soap. So that was yeah. my little foray. Because even though they would have these fan events in Dallas, we were more like we'd go to comic cons in, instead or horror conventions because I was really the only one that into the soap operas and mostly just the ABC ones. Because yeah. it was funny, my brother and I would argue about what to watch. All My Children or Days of Our Lives because he really liked Days of Our Lives and that was like back when Farrah Fath was Mimi and mm-hmm. Kirsten Storms was Belle and she later went on to General Hospital to be Maxie. But we mostly knew her as Xenon Girl of the 21st century. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember my, I used to always go on Dustin's Days page. And <laughs> always had like, you know, uh, up to date, like information about the cast. Um, that's where I found out about the fan events was through his page. So that was my go-to page was, was Dustin's Day's page. I think it, it evolved into something else. And I, have, and I never met Dustin. Um, so Dustin, if you're <laughs> listening, um, you know, shout out to me at Lounge with Tony. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it, he his was the only page that I went to, and I and I remember really going to his page when um, the storyline of, of New Salem happened, and mm-hmm. um, everyone was dying from the Salem stalker, who was later revealed to be Marlena, and like there were so many people dying that I was like, there's no way they're killing off all these people, and I went to mm-hmm. Dustin's Day's page to see if like contracts were not renewed or had canceled or what was going on. Yeah, that's what I always loved, the early days of the internet before social media was just quick like that, because I was really into Buffy, and I, you know, again, read the message boards of that, just like the Soap Central ones for all the ABC soaps, and yeah, you're like, I need spoilers, I need to know. Now, I'm like, I really don't like to see spoilers, (laughs) that's what's funny, is the more you grow up, you're like, oh man, I hate that I know that they're leaving, there's been a handful of things that have been legit surprising these days that, th- that they've been able to keep under wraps. But with days specifically, it was really easy to get spoilers because they've always been so far ahead in the taping, right? Yeah. They've always been about six to eight months um, ahead of, of schedule of, of like from the actual like air date um, until just recently with like COVID and yeah. the, the shutdown, like this is the closest they've ever been. Um, which I kind of hope that they keep so that way if things happen and they need to pivot, then like they can pivot without having to drag it out for eight months and then finally go, oh, okay, now we're going to like get into this the way we revisited it or something like that. Yeah, I do hope that the, these new avenues they've had to go or big changes they've had to make, for example, like with days where they're now closer to air date, that it actually does help in the long run. Because I'm seeing it with General Hospital now as they're airing their post-COVID. And they've always been a little bit closer to air date than days, obviously. But there was just stuff that wasn't working. And Mm -hmm. it seems like they were able to take the time and read the internet and and get a good gist of what typically people agree on. You you can't placate fans, especially because 90% of them will never be happy no matter what you do. So there's that. But you you have to know soap fans are the most loyal fans. So whether they bitch about it or not, they're still watching. They are. Soap fans are the most loyal people ever. And that's why I feel like the genre as a whole doesn't get enough credit because like you know everyone thinks oh soap acting is cheesy and everything like that but you have to recognize the fact that they are amazing actors and actresses because they only get one or two takes to get it right 
And, oh, yeah. you know, especially if it's super emotional or, you know, or some sort of emotion or, or and all the dialogue that they have to have because everything they say pertains to story, um, whether it's talking about current, future or past. So, you know, they they definitely are the most underrated uh, people in genre, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. Wally Kurth, I think, said that they're like the blue-collar workers in the acting biz. They're the blue-collar actors. They're the ones who do all the hard work that nobody really recognizes. And I agree. I, I've loved soaps ever since I was a kid, and I've seen a lot of actors transition into other things, because even from, like, the young Finn Whitrock and Michael B. Jordan, who are now in some big A-list things, like whether it's Ryan Murphy's TV stuff or Michael B. Jordan's in Black Panther, they mm-hmm. started on All My Children. And mm-hmm. to me, this is where you get your big elevations. Of course, you're going to have your leading man like your Josh Duhamel, your Nathan Fillion, but all sorts of great character actors have even come back to soaps these days and even before COVID, but you'll probably see a lot more of them because they are the best actors in the business. I'd take Maura West over Meryl Streep any day, and that's no disrespect to Meryl Streep, but it's just, I mean, Maura West is an icon, and the stuff that she has had to pull off, and like you say, and it's one or two takes. These are your yeah. Broadway actors. That's why it's kind of sad we don't have any more New York soaps. Because, again, those were my forte. One Life to Live, especially, and all my children, they were shot in New York. And they had a lot of crossover with Broadway actors. I mean, Jonathan Groff was on One Life to Live. He was playing a teenager who was initially supposed to shoot up a school. But, sadly, it was when Virginia Tech happened. And they changed the story to where he just has a car accident with some kids inside. But yeah, you know, Jonathan Groff and Renee Goldsberry was also on One Life to Live. I will never forgive what they did to her character. But we're talking about a lot of big people because the opportunities in New York with Broadway. And that's, again, your best actors. Because if they screw up, they're in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. So you have to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, people, people just don't realize that and people don't give them enough credit. Yeah, so who for you was that soap actor you love? I know I mentioned Maura West, and I'm always the biggest fan of Roger Howarth, who's done a lot of primetime work as well. But who mm-hmm. for you is that soap actor? Hmm. There's, there's honestly so many because, like, so I will say um, right off the bat, Marcy Miller. Um, yeah, she's great. Because she's my favorite Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is why Marcy Miller did the DID storyline um, on dates, where she had to play Abigail, uh, Doctor Laura, and we nicknamed this one Gabigail, but she's she <laughs> yeah. Gabby. And then sometimes she had to play um, Doctor Laura as Gabby as Abigail you know what I mean so it's like it's all these different things and she's so phenomenal in the fact that one move one look one just one slight change will let you know which character she's playing and to me that was just that was amazing and mind-blowing that she's such a phenomenal talent that she was able to pull off three distinct characters and there was never a question as to who she was in any given moment when she was supposed to be those characters i give her so much credit and 
I think that she definitely should have won the Emmy. Uh, I believe this was last year or two years ago when she was nominated. Um, she should have won that Emmy, that Emmy because I know that there have been so many different storylines about, you know, you know, uh, an actor or actress playing like a, a different character. Um, but just what Marcy did to me was just so, so amazing that I, I feel like she has not gotten enough credit for, for pulling that storyline off. So Mar- Marcy Miller for me be- became that soap um, actress that I thought was just amazing. Yeah, there's a reason Erica Slezak has so many Emmys for doing that, because that to me, I mean, again, it started before I was even born, and you too, I assume, with the On One Life to Live, the Vicky with Nikki Smith, and then later she had Dr. Jean Randolph. Same thing, They and, and especially when, when Ron's writing, he understands the One Life to Live form, formula, because that's sort of where he first started, mm-hmm. and he did a great redux with Vicky's daughter, Jessica with Brie Williamson in the role where it was sort of the same thing with uh, Best Tess West. You know, she even had male authors as did Vicky. And that that's such a hard thing to pull off well. It can easily become campy, but with most of the soaps and, and even in the dual roles that some people have, whether it's just an evil twin or kind of like with uh, Brandon Barash doing as Jake and Stefan. Like yeah. very distinct differences, and that to me, these actors can pull this off so well. Yeah, and yeah, there's again, there's a reason Erica has all those Emmys because she sort of started it all, as far as I know, with that. And just the reason they keep doing it is because a, this gives your actors a chance to stretch, mm-hmm. and two, saves you money. You only have to have one actor, whether they're an evil twin or they've got these different personalities. To me, it, it's on a budget. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they do get a pay bump though. Whenever they play multiple characters, I think they get a yes. pay bump. Yeah, yeah, because I know with John Lindstrom and Steve Burton, they've been having to play different characters on General Hospital recently, and there was some discussion there because yeah, like again, the, the evil, the, the dichotomy that is Kevin and Ryan on General Hospital is interesting. It's like one is just this insane psychopath, but there's those distinct differences because, like you say, when Marcy's pretending to be pretending to be this and yeah like there's that extra little layer of you know it's not really them but they're having to play like it is yeah um and i'm glad you mentioned brandon brandon barash right i always mispronounce yeah. his yes i always mispronounce his last name but um even like he what i noticed about his talent wasn't on the show but it was on the dual app um, they did these yeah. like funny little skits or whatever. No, 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 not the dual app. I take that back. Um, this was, um, wait, was it the dual app or was it? Yeah, because I've been? seen some of those videos like he's posted. Because, yeah, he started out on General Hospital as Johnny Sakara. Yeah. So I was happy to see him go over and replace Tyler Christopher as Stefan. And now this role of Jake. He looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, those yeah. videos were pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it was either that video or there was a video that the Madison who plays Belle posted um, of she got some some of the days cast to like read these scripts from from kids. It was an organization that, that she was a part of. <laughs> and I just remember seeing a clip of Brandon being super into it. Like he like, you know, did something with his hair and was and I was like, he is such a committed actor. And then when he came back as Jake, I was like, you would think that Brandon had a twin 
and like the twin came back as to play Jake because there's he's he does such a great job this like distinguishing his character of Stefan and his character of Jake. Like Stefan, the way he played Stefan was completely different than how he's obviously playing Jake. And there's all these little things that he does um, to make that distinction as far as like how Jake talks. Jake really talks with his neck a lot, you know, and he has that sort of Midwestern, like, I don't care, blue collar type of feel to him. And it's completely different. And it's like, that's a skill that people don't recognize um, in the soap world that these people sometimes have to play multiple characters or they, or they, and they don't have all day to do it. They don't have a 14 hour shoot day for, for one episode. You know, they literally have to get this right. So like kudos to people like Brandon and Marcy, like they are just such talents. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see them work together more now that she's back as Abigail at, because they're both that actor's actor, as you referred to it, where they really, work on the scenes and are very distinct like Roger Howarth and Maura West are sort of like that way on General Hospital as well that's why there's just people that work and they can do it uh, it was Jen Landon who said Katie McLean can spin shit into gold and she'll be your new Jennifer if you're not uh, familiar with her she's an amazing actress Mm -hmm. and again we'll probably be working with Brandon and with Marcy so, yeah, we will definitely see what kind of magic they make in that Demera house because that's what I'm really looking forward to. I know some people, because, you know, of the, the history with Stefan, with uh, Brandon playing Jake, with Marcy might be a little weird. And I, but Ron's a little like me. It's like, let's, let's see, see how this plays out because mm-hmm. he is not Stefan. He didn't do those things. And, you know, I already saw chemistry with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I... I don't know, it's, it's like, and especially now that um, that I think this was last week, there was a little bit of of interaction with uh, with Abigail that made Abigail look at Jake, not at, and and well to look at Jake and not see Stefan. Um, yeah. Because I think when whenever Abigail looks at him, it's it's kind of like, ugh, you're Stefan, you're gross, you're disgusting, I can't stand you, like block. But when he when he he like apologized and took accountability. She was like, "Huh, okay, noted." And you yeah, can that- tell it. You can tell her face that she just kind of like was taking notes of the situation. I was like, "Okay, maybe I was thinking something wrong." Yeah, I really like that scene because it was the realization on her face that this isn't Stefan. This is Jake. He is a whole new person. That's why it seemed genuine for her wanting to go let Chad know that. And even Kate sort of talks to him as well and and i'm not the biggest fan of kate but again i've not been watching that much but i have yeah, of- how wait pause it how are you not <laughs> a fan of kate to me i'm like i i love a good bitch but to me uh kate just isn't like a good bitch she's just a bitch bitch to me except for i will say her scene with Jake, I'm like, oh, she wants to hit that. I get it. Um, I-, I liked that, and I liked her sort of talking to Chad about it after, that, you know, he isn't Stefan. Because I felt like, and it was played differently as they're, you know, different people, obviously, but a little bit of same because, you know, people like women like their mothers, I guess, Chad. But with Kate in the juxtaposition of Abigail, they both clicked in that moment, this isn't Stefan. And in each of those scenes, and, and I liked that. And that was where I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I can get behind Kate. 
we got a soft, uh, I mean, I, I, again, I love a good bitch, but I just, I'm not the biggest fan of Lucas either. I'm like, what, he has this big history with Sammy? Like, who is this character? But again, I'm new. I can see why maybe they were different because I know I'm the biggest defender of the worst characters on General Hospital. So Listen, I get it. <laughs> I, I want you after this to take a second and look up Kate Roberts and mm-hmm. read all the shenanigans that she has done and how powerful and oh, independent she is. Yes. And let me tell you, <laughs> she, Kate Roberts is that bitch. Okay. She is, she, she is that bitch. She's, she's downplayed right now. Like she's, she just kind of pops in and out, but there was, there was a time and always been a time where Kate Roberts was that bitch. And especially when it was Kate versus Sammy, honey, those, those scenes were gold. And it was golden when they teamed up together. So, like, yeah, Kate, you if if you knew Kate more, you would be like, oh, I love her. Oh, yeah, because she is that bitch. Yeah, it's sort of like I imagine people would feel the same way if you came into General Hospital now about, say, like a Bobby Spencer or a Monica Quartermain. You barely mm-hmm. get to see these characters, so you're not going to get a feel for all the crap they've done and why you love them. So, yeah, yeah, and that's why I always take it with a grain of salt. It's like, I'm not feeling this, but there's probably a lot that I don't know. And and there's only so much the internet can tell you. <laughs> True. But you. But again, like we said, so fans are very loyal. So let me tell you, uh-huh. their Wikipedia pages are always up to date. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny because uh, when, when characters come back and I'm trying to, like, determine. Days has the most confusing family tree. And this is from someone who's watched soaps their whole life. And and the ABC ones all crossed over with one another. People were related to one family on this show, but then another one on another show. Same person. So there's a lot. And we have had brothers and sisters actually play lovers, uh, but not at the same time. Thank mm-hmm. God. Uh, or other things. But yeah, with days, I'm like, technically, everyone is related somehow. Uh, but one phone call or something can debunk <laughs> that if they need to, like... Have if they if they have two people that are trying to get together and there's a question of whether or not like how closely related they are, then there'll be some dialogue where it's explained so that we go, oh okay, Ooh. good to know. Yeah, because like <laughs> with the trip and alley stuff, I'm not sure how this is really going to turn out. I do feel like there's another twist coming, but yeah, where it's like, oh wait, we're related. Oh, thank God, like not really. <laughs> I just like yeah. the. The beginnings of the whole like trip storyline. First of all, I'm glad that Lucas Adams is back. Um, yeah, he's and, cute. <laughs> yes, and um, Lindsay Arnold has she's adorable and she has been killing it as Allie. And I love yeah. the fact that like she remind Lindsay Arnold reminds me of a Victoria Conifel, where they both came into these roles and you believed truly that they were like you know the child of the the main characters and also the the way that they're portraying them they're definitely um infused like the characteristics of each parent into into every everything so anyway they're they're both phenomenal but um when trip came back and they started kind of leaning towards maybe he did not receive consent from Allie I was kind of like, please, let's not go down this route. There have been too many characters who were not able to redeem themselves, Chase, yeah. um, who um, 
who like, you know, we, we don't need, we don't need this. So I'm, I'm hoping in two days fashion, like the obvious is never the obvious and that something else is about to hit. Yeah, and that's me. I'm like, it is too obvious. And it's almost like they Ron watched Big Little Lies, but he's like, you know, I'm Ron, so I have to have a twist. And I, and I like that. And I love mm -hmm. Ron Carvalotti for that, that it's not always what it seems. And he likes to sort of throw things out of left field. And that's why Days really works for him. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, to me, yes, of course, there is the he said, she said. And Lucas Adams seems like a good enough actor to sort of pull off, like, somewhat of a likable bad boy but to me this is one of those things you know rape is hard to redeem even on a soap i mean that's sort of what happened with step and i assumed that they were like you know even though it's murky with the did we need to rest this character or something and it's nice that we have a brandon playing jake who's a little bit more fun and a little bit less you know evil and, and i know tyler was really good in that role as well but yeah, I mean, Tyler played a lookalike rapist on General Hospital that they had to kill off right away because, yeah, that that's just not something. And I'd like to see more of Trip. I know, isn't uh, Tamara Braun his mother? I think she's coming back, right? That's the the rumor, but you know, again, I'm I'm not sure because I don't look into that. I always I, I just like to be surprised. Like I, I hate when yeah, people me are too. like. You know, so and so so and so is coming back, and you're like, Ugh, I rather, I, I wish I would have just seen it rather than know about it beforehand, because then you're trying to figure out, ooh, when are they going to bring them on? So. Yeah, or is she alive or dead? Or you know, it's days, so no one's ever really dead. They mm -hmm. they're even way more liberal than any other show because, it, and, and I do like days for that that they over explain things like the relationship between Trip and Allie as far as familial it's like okay good because i'm a newer viewer i don't always know all of that i know who kayla is and i know who patch is because they were Catherine and stefan to me but yeah it's uh interesting to see the dynamics and how they explain rolf and the serum the character i'm really interested in who's working with him is gwen and i think we talked about how we liked her before i do wonder her history with abigail though and if it's tied to like a did storyline or what yeah that's uh that's the thing um because at first it, it was kind of like we don't we didn't understand why she would have any vendetta against abigail and then yeah. when she met with dr rolf it's kind of like oh and then she was talking to Stefano's portrait, which I guess everyone talks to. Yeah. I'm like, why are you talking to it? Um, so it's interesting. There are so many different layers um, in this that I I'm ready to know the link between her and Abigail. And I don't know if it has anything to do with, um, with you know, the DID storyline. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if she's related to a Demira. Like, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to be interesting. Well, to me, I, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, is like, because she's talking to Stefano's picture, which is what people do. And it sort of fits with her character. She's a little a little crazy, a little mysterious. That's why I like her. And I love Emily O'Brien. She was great on Y&R as well. And she's she's really made this character entertaining and likable. And that's the character I usually like. The just one who just loves to screw up and, and have fun with people's lives because that's the best character on itself. So I'm liking this, but I do wonder because she is now on contract and I saw that, that we will get more of her backstory 
And she can't really be a Demira because she was with Jake, who is, and, you know, I don't think they'd go full on incest on this show, but it is one of those things that I do feel like there's a lot of mention of Abigail's illness and the crazy and sort of in a pejorative sense and even with her parents and she kind of slips up. So I do wonder if maybe kind of like where Vincent had this backstory with Ben that we didn't know with Wendy and they tied it to a thing on history. Maybe somebody Abigail hurt during the DID was, you know, a love or a relative of Gwen or there's something there because it seems to be focused on that. But who knows? Maybe she could be related to Abigail. Maybe she could be Jack's kid that he didn't know about. I don't know. I don't know. This whole time I was just trying, I was, when you said um, the incest part, um, <laughs> I was like, you got hung up on the incest. <laughs> well, I, well, I was thinking like, like of the branches of the Demera family, but I'm like, yeah. they're always linked back to Stefano. Um, yeah. But I mm, no because because Kristen and Peter, wasn't she adopted? They yeah. were adopted. Yeah, I looked that up one time, yes. and I was like, okay, so Kristen was adopted, so that yes. she could be related to her, but we've had no mention of her. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, there's there's I, I'm interested to see like when that reveal is going to happen of of how she knew Abigail and when she knew Abigail or is she carrying out a plan via someone else? Hmm. Yeah. Cause I loved the Eve Donovan Vincent storyline and all the twists and turns there. Cause I love me some Cassie to Piva and yes. I had no idea that Steve Burton was on days in the eighties and was sort of the, the original reason Eve Donovan went dark back when it was Charlotte Ross. Oh, I, like, didn't, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I Got think it, it was probably, it was like, the, it was in 88, so it was the year I was born, so you were probably too young too, so. Yeah, well, I was born in 83, but I didn't, I didn't start watching right. Days until the 90s. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't, I, I wasn't, I knew that the character of Eve was on before because when they were about to bring her on, Jennifer started mentioning kind of like the background of Eve. Um, but oh, I had yeah. no idea that Steve Burton was on day. I guess it should be no surprise. I mean, they all kind of travel between the soaps. So, I mean, Wally Clark yeah, is on both up. of them right now. So, Oh, yeah. And, and I'm so glad that they're utilizing him in full force on both of these because it's about damn time we got some more quarter main storylines in General Hospital. And yeah. with uh, Justin... I like this story with Bonnie because it's like he's got a lot of heavy stuff and he's such a good actor. He pulls that off, but he's also a fun guy. So let's have more fun stories. And I think that that's what we're really going to see with the Bonnie stuff, because all the little country music jokes are, are funny. Yeah, it's, it's also just very it's also Bonnie's, you know, personality to like be completely opposite of, of Adrian. It's like Jake and Stefan. You know, Jake is completely yeah. opposite of, St of Stefan, so, you know, Bonnie would be completely opposite of Adrian. Yeah, and to me, as an actor, I'm sure that that's really fun. Because for Wally, Justin and uh, Ned, who he plays on General Hospital, are very similar in one way. But he plays them so differently that it really shows his strength as an actor that maybe people don't notice because it is so subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, like I literally only watch days. I ne- because I was yeah. I, I was the guy that never understood why people watch soap operas. Um, my mom was a was an ABC like One Life to Live, All My Children General Hospital, but we we never watched it together. In fact, I, I the only time I ever remember um, anyone in my family watching the soaps was my godmother, and my godmother watched all of them. So and I and I sat with her one time and watched her go from from each soap like switching channels between commercials to go back to oh wow so. Yeah, I was like, this is intense. I can't do this. I was like, I got days, and days is the only one I'm concentrating on. And it's been like that ever since. Uh, I will say, like, for the longest time, uh, once General Hospital was the only one left on ABC, I used to only watch the three of them that were on the majority of the time, except for when they had Port Charles, uh, the spinoff. But, yeah, like, those three, and then that's it. And I would, you know, tape them with the VCR back when that was the option, then on DeTivo and all that, and just watch those. I never understood how people could, and that there were people that watched, like, these and the other channels and all that. Because Mm -hmm. at one point, I think there was, like, 14 soaps on the air when they were, you know, half of them were in New York. And we had, you know, them on all of the main channels. So you're like, wow, like, there were a lot of soaps on the air at one point in time. So how did people keep up? But these days, there's only four... And when I started doing this, I, I really only watched General Hospital and Y&R. I kind of came into when people like uh, Steve Burton had come over and you had a lot of the ABC soap stars with like Tristan Rogers and Jeannie Francis pop over to Y&R when uh, their, the soaps were canceled, All My Children and One Life to Live. You had a lot of people like Billy Miller, for example, great actors over there. So it was worth a watch. And, and I really got into Y&R. Because even on SoapNet, I would see enough of it uh, when we watched the other ones on there that mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. But with Days, I'd really only sort of been familiar with Sammy and Marlena, you know, the obvious characters. But being around people who watch them and seeing Twitter, so you kind of pick up on some things. But yeah, I started watching Days when COVID hit and everything shut down and it was going to be the only thing new potentially for a while. So I'm like, okay, good. And I started with the April Fool's episode because I love Greg Rickhart. And Mm -hmm. it it was an interesting take. And I'm like, so this is like a special episode. But then I watched from then on. So I got to see Brandon coming in as Jake. So I got really into characters like Jake and Gwen as they were new. And we're learning. I'm learning about them the same way as everybody else. But what I found that days sort of took me a minute to get into outside of that. But once you're in, you're in. And that Eve Donovan storyline just really did it. It was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it take it it, it it takes a minute because when you're new to the show, you're trying to figure out so much, and yeah. you know, and they do a good job of telling you. <laughs> yeah, and there's so much history and so so many things um, that happened. My my mom, who you know, has traveled to the soap events with me that I used to go to, never watched days until COVID, and now she's hooked. Now she calls me and she's like, did you watch Days this week? And I go, no, Ma, I haven't had a chance to watch it. And then she'll go, hmm, it was good. And I'm like, who, where did this woman come from that all of a sudden has an interest in, in Days of Our Lives now? So, yeah, I, I think, I think a, a lot of people did get in, into it because 
Yeah, they were the only soap that that had new episodes. Like it, it wasn't until yesterday that the the newer episodes ran out. But fortunately enough, they've gone back into production. So like those those episodes started airing yesterday. Yeah, each soap did unique things. Dave's so had the benefit of already having all the episodes in the can for foreseeable future, like you say, just until yesterday's episode. And mm-hmm. luckily, they've started to film, and they will not have any breaks. But yeah, for the other soaps, like the CBS one specifically, they ran out very quick. They're very close to schedule. And they did the smart thing of Y&R played a lot of classic episodes, especially focused on things like uh, the Winters family as uh, Christoph St. John had died a few years before. And that was a big thing, especially being one of the largest African-American families on the soaps. And you had a lot of nice theme weeks and really going back, like they even went to the first two episodes from the 70s which uh marlena herself miss god i'm blanking on her name oh my god but yeah I, i'm I, like i, I want to i wish i could help <laughs> i know deidre hall i was like oh my god i've literally got it on the tip of my tongue miss deidre hall was in y&r before she was in days and it's like wow mm-hmm. i i had no idea so it was kind of cool to see go back in time with those and days didn't get to so much do that. But I do wonder if there will be sort of a break week that they don't try to do that as well, because I feel like days may have gotten a lot of new viewers who were interested in just anything new, but with the uh, other soaps that were playing like classics, like Y&R, they got in a lot of people who had maybe forgotten or lost. And they were like, you know, remembering these moments because Say, like, when Emily O'Brien and Greg Rickart were married on Y&R. It's like, oh, yeah, that happened. Because it was so long ago, and, and it's not really more of the iconic moments. It's things like that that you're like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And now she's over at Days. So there was probably a lot of crossover with people for that. And same thing, General Hospital had done a smart thing by, you know, just doing classics on a Friday to elongate. And then they were doing actual flashbacks in their episodes to elongate them more. So that they had a little bit less, because I think their situation with the classic episodes is a little different as they don't own everything like the Bells do at CBS. I think it would have been, I think the one storyline that everybody would love to see is uh, the Marlena possessed by the devil storyline. Exactly, Um, because everybody knows that. Even if you didn't see it, you know what it is. mm -hmm. Yeah, so... um, so yeah, that that would have been interesting. I would have loved to revisit uh, the last blast with uh, with Chloe and Philip and Sean and the reveal of of Ghoul Girl and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, those were some some really good moments. Yeah, because that's what they're talking about now, and that's kind of what I wonder is if there was a situation where they maybe did a flashback week because it did work so well for these other soaps that they would be interested in doing that. Because like you say, that last blast thing, I mean, that was with Jan Spears that they're talking about right now. So even I know it as a new reviewer because it's on the tip of your tongue. Mm -hmm. I'm like Deidre Hall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think if they ran out, then yeah, they probably would have done what other soaps did was just kind of go back into the classics. But I think days knew that they were good and that they were, probably just taking the time to figure out like, you know, how to come back, when to come back, what's the latest we can come back and quickly like get things going and stuff. And I'm actually glad that they took that time to do that because they were able to instill a protocol that would allow them to like, 
once they open production, they can stay open, you know? So, um, and it's been good to hear, you know, we, uh, I did a virtual Q and A with, uh, with Paul Telfer through um, the folks at Spectrum Celebrity Events. And he was saying how like, you know, they have to get there earlier to get COVID testing and then they wait and then they're, they're told whether or not they can like, you know, go in, um, you know, to the studio after their results, after they receive a negative result. And then they have a badge that designates them to like certain areas and they have to stay in their, in their dressing room until they're called and masks are worn until, you know, they get to set and everything like that. So there's a lot of good protocols that they have in place to ensure the safety of everyone, but to also get us um, some new um, episodes out. Yeah. And kudos to them for doing that because each soap has handled it differently with the new episodes. And I'm curious to see what days looks like when it starts airing. I do feel as we've speculated before on this podcast, that it will look a little bit more like general hospital because of the way they've chosen. And days is so much more of a, an enclosed or a little bit more touchy feely than say a YNR or a bold and the beautiful, which have taken some, let's just say, bold choices there with the blow-up dolls and the spouses and, yes. and, and different things that that I, I will give uh, Brad Bell credit that it certainly made the news, but it doesn't always look so great on bold, but I guess that's why it is what it is. And with Y&R, they have a little bit more distancing and a little bit you know, more innuendo instead of full on. But to me, the way that they handle the recent love scene, because even though the, the characters who are actually together are together in real life, uh, can have a love scene, Elena and Devon, when she, of course, cheated on him with Nate, they had just uh, a shadows. And they went in to kiss, and then it went down and with shadows. And same thing, General Hospital had a you know, uh, pants on the floor next to the martini and them talking, alluding to what just had occurred or what was going to occur. And, and it's funny to me how well that actually works when it's done right. Yeah. I mean, when it's done right though, like there've been some very awkward moments that I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, no, like, I mean, the, the thing that went viral of, um, I don't know who he was. I think it was from maybe, bold or YNR. Trust me, if it went viral and it looked bad, it was bold. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was them like kissing the mannequin and it's kind of oh, like yeah. what? Like mm-mm. No, no. Yeah, to me there's again, it's bold and I keep having to say that cuz that's the one that I just really can't get that much into. It, it's the shortest one and it's easy to watch in one sense, but when you're when and you're pressed for time. I'm not as so much looking to see guys make out with mannequins versus some of the other ones. <laughs> right. But exactly. yeah. Yeah. And luckily, I, Y&R didn't opt to do the mannequins, even though CBS obviously had some more strict rules there. But uh, I do feel like days will look a lot more like General Hospital where, and again, as people say, you can be close to one another. You can touch. They just have to be short. And luckily for soaps, when they're used to getting it into one, maybe two takes, those scenes can be short. Yeah, so I'm curious how, how characters like Xander and Sarah will look when uh, they're not able to show them kissing. Right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, how, I mean, I'm sure there's ways around, around yeah. that, though. It's just kind of like, you know, one plops to the bed and then one plops to the other side. We know what they're doing. Yeah, and that's what I'll say, that they've done it subtly and tastefully in, in a good way with, with both Y&R and General Hospital, so I assume Days will do the same. 
because yeah. days has an interesting direction anyway that kind of makes it unique i will say i love the music the music is always very telling and, and that's something i see them using a little bit more even though they, that's something they've always done but it'll it'll be utilized in a way since they kind of have to yeah I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm interested to see how how it does how it does play out and if it looks any different than how it has because you know going from Monday Monday's episode this um, Monday the fifth episode um, that was filmed months ago um, I would say maybe March even before like the shutdown happened to just like maybe a month ago um, like how different is it going to be and if we're going to be able to tell yeah one thing i noticed with the other soaps is the hair the hair and and typically they kind of go into the same day often so yeah it, it's it's a little funny it's a little cheeky but but as soap fans we're able to suspend our disbeliefs and and i gotta say most of the guys look great with their quarantine hair and beard so i'm i'm here for it yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, I, I do believe most people are having to do their own hair and makeup so we'll just see how many people are actually skilled or how much of it is uh, behind the scenes <laughs> yeah well I think I, I don't think they have to worry about that because I do think that they like their hair and makeup team people are are doing their their stuff so they've figured out a way if I'm not mistaken to like do that safely so and again, that's the benefits Good. of coming coming in later, you know, than trying to figure it out earlier during this pandemic. You know, it's you coming in later with it. Yeah, because I noticed with SVU, Ice-T taking photos and they did have hair and makeup there as well. So I guess some people have figured that out or they didn't necessarily have to cut that out of the budget. Because, again, with the, you know, tough times, that is a job, hair and makeup. And it's a big job in the industry. So hopefully if these... Uh, companies or shows aren't really utilizing it at the moment that these people will be working soon yeah but uh, i know there's a lot of big stuff uh coming up on days and since you're not a big spoiler guy we can kind of come at this fresh face what what are your predictions with the angle that's coming i guess we'll kind of start with the trip and alley storyline because as we both sort of said we we kind of hope that it's going another direction that there's a surprise because i like trip and I don't want him to be a rapist. And I do feel like there's more to this story because, yes, and of course it is a he said, she said, but he doesn't seem to indicate that he had sex with her. So who knows? Well, their, in, their, their interaction was, was very interesting. Um, yeah. Because Trip was a little more warm, whereas um, Allie was just kind of like, I hate you, get away. Um, at least that's how I kind of took yeah. it. Um, so I I think that there's another twist. I think there's something else coming and we're going to know the truth. And and I don't think that, I don't think it's Tripp's um, kid. Baby, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's someone else's, but I think Allie thinks that it is Tripp because that was yeah, the last thing that she remembers. Is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that's, something coming. Yeah, and to me, that that's why the baby being there, to me, if Tripp was lying, he would know that, that there's evidence, as in there's a baby, there's a DNA test. It's pretty easy to figure that out, and he doesn't seem stupid. I mean, he's in medical school. 
I mean, yeah. and that doesn't always mean anything. But yeah, that's me. I'm like, if he really did do it, he'd seem certainly like he'd be covering up more, not just confused. And mm -hmm. that's the thing is he's played it well as being confused. And again, it could turn out to be, I don't know. But I do think that there's more to this story, especially because, you know, it, it all seems a little too suspect. I mean, I'm sure this really did happen to Allie because the, she seems adamant. But again, when lines are blurred there with the alcohol, you – your memory isn't always as good. It could have, someone else could have come in. And I think that they're sort of telling this responsibly, but I'm not the biggest Nicole fan, shocker. <laughs> so I don't like how involved she is with this. But to me, she's the most grounded today's character because I know too many women just like her. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I like Nicole. I, I think she needs to maybe learn when to, um, when to speak up and when, like, when to be in the family business and when not to be. Um, but I like the fact that she's <laughs> she's there for Allie and like she just kind of let she's a comfort to Allie and allows her to open up and just you know be honest. So I I do like that. But but yeah, mm -mm, mm, I, I like Nicole. The funny thing about Nicole and it's like you know saying everything's about Sammy. I'm like, well, I don't know Nicole from my, my angle. It, you're the one that makes everything about Sammy because this is kind of you wanting to be there for her daughter just to stick it to her. But that, that's my take. Again, because I know too many Nicoles, but it's like, oh, you act like you ain't done nothing. But uh, yeah. And, and I, to me, those courtroom scenes with Sammy, and anytime someone tries to represent themselves, it's hilarious. But yeah, all that was good because she dragged her. But, you know, I, I don't, I like that they gave Eric a nice ending, but to me, I don't see Greg Vaughn coming back. So I do wonder if we get a different Eric because of the way they ended it. It wasn't really an ending. It's, what do I you mean, think? It's classic days where it's open-ended, where it's like, yeah. we, send them, we sent him off, but like we don't know when he's going to come back or if he's going to come back. Um, I mean... Uh, it is what it is that, you know, when they decide not to come back and, and contracts are up, you just kind of have to like figure out how to wrap it up very, very quickly. Um, I think maybe if, if it's in the cards for him to come back every now and then, uh, maybe he will. But, you know, but I don't know. It, it just I don't know. It, it depends. You know, but if they I guess if they they have to recast, then, you know, you just have to be a fan with open arms and just kind of go with. Yeah, because that's the thing is Greg Vaughn is such a good actor he's just had the I guess he himself has proved himself I guess to me as he's come in after Jensen Ackles and Jonathan Jackson into roles where people were very loyal to them and very loyal to that character and it's a big character and he did it with such grace dignity and really proved himself even without the best of storylines sometimes but yeah, that to me just says they're going to have to get a great recast if they do, because people aren't always so kind. And with someone like Greg, who came over from, from General Hospital and was on The Young and the Restless, and soap fans were already, you know, opening their arms to him. And, you know, to come in after both JJ and Jensen, it, it's tough. But yeah, he, he did it. And while their legacies are their own, Greg has his own in soaps and so we'll see, because I, I mean, I listen to a lot of his interviews, and I know you interviewed him as well, but mm -hmm. sometimes people say no, and then they come back. Just like, I don't, like, what do you think about Christian Alfonso? You think she's really done? Um, from what she says, yes. I think she yeah. is done, done, done. Um, as of now, I think maybe, possibly, 
with maybe just some time off and maybe days does a redirection. Maybe she'll come back and, and finish off hope um, just as Peter Reckel did, because uh, remember, uh, well, you, you came in late, but Peter Reckel um, mm-hmm. was just kind of sent off, um, but he was always mentioned. Um, and it was either through, you know, a letter or something like that until finally they brought him back to kind of wrap up this character and they ended up killing them all. Um, so, you know, I think maybe depending on how she is sent off, which we will see in about eight days, cause that's when, um, her last air date is, um, apparently we'll see how, how she ends and, you know, I don't know, maybe in a few years, maybe she'll come back and, and, and really give Hope a, a proper send-off. Especially yeah, after playing the character for over 30 years. Like, I, I think you would want to send the character off properly. Yeah, because I watched her interview with Matt Cohen, and I've read a lot. And to me, it does seem like she is done, at least for now. But like you said, Peter Reckle came back and we're even seeing like Christopher Maloney has now got a new spinoff with SDU for even some of these other shows. People leave and they're a little bit, they want to be done for a while. But it's not to say that even, you know, as soon as a year down the road, she doesn't want to just come up and and wrap up the storyline for the fans. Because sometimes, or like Patrick Brewster did with Criminal Minds more than once even. It's like, you know, you got to get over your stuff, whatever it is. I do respect her for leaving instead of lingering on and, and looking like she's not enjoying herself like some people do um, on this show and others. Um, <laughs> not naming any names, but it, it's it's nice to see that, that she had enough half a mind of herself and independence to just be like, you know what, I'm good. I respect that. But I do want to see if she wouldn't want to, if the story was right, want to come up and wrap up for fans because I just see that happening in the future. But Maybe she goes over to Y&R, because I know you don't watch, but the, there was a, there's an opening for possibly a, a descendant of a pri- an Italian princess. And who, who else could play that? I, I don't know. I think Christian Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think Christian Alfonso just needs a moment. Like, she's been on the canvas yeah. for, for decades, and, and I think she just needs a moment to just live a little, you know, and I, and I think this pandemic just allowed people to reevaluate so much. And I think that's why there were so many people deciding not to come back because, you know, it allows you to think, allows you to be around family, allows you to like, you know, reevaluate what's important in life and, and what, and how you want to move forward, you know? Yeah. And, and with that adage, a lot of these people are either coming or going, whether they chose to say or come back like Camilla and Galen, they're coming back. I'll, I'll see what they'll do. And since we had already had to write Camilla out of the Gabby and Jake storyline with the potential there with Abigail, I almost see we've got Gwen, Chad, Abigail, Gabby and Jake. That'll be interesting because there's a lot of, you know, missing pieces there with, well, only time will tell to see who really fits where. But it's interesting to me to see that, that some people have chosen not to come back, which I get. Because even even in this economy, you might realize that, that maybe you want to do something else. And I felt like I got that from Christian Alavanzo. And, and when you've done that for so long, was it 37 years? You know, maybe it is time for a change. And, and maybe you do want to come back just to wrap things up at a point when, when things are different. Because I know we've had a lot of people chose not to come back because they're st- – you know, they don't want to do the quarantine or the testing or they just don't want to be away from their family for whatever reason. 
but it's interesting to me to see who who's coming and who's going and and some of the replacements like katie mcclain coming in for melissa reeves as jennifer so yeah It'll be it'll be interesting to see what days looks like in the coming days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you tried to not make yeah. that a pun, but it ended up being. Yeah, I, I just can't help myself. Exactly. No, but it's it it should definitely be interesting, and I think you just have to like you know considering you know all that's happening and everything like that. Everyone just has to be you know with open arms and not too critical of of anything that's that's happening. So. You know, we're all we're all trying to figure out everything as it as it's going along. Yeah. And with that said, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Uh, final thought. Uh, be sure to tune in today's and watch all of the storylines. It, it fascinates me that people fast forward through certain storylines. I don't um, get I, that. I don't get that either. Um, you know, I There's think you times just... where I play on my phone, but like that I'm like, oh, they're boring, but I'm still watching-ish. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I, because there are too many people that are connected. So like, if you fast forward through, through something, you might miss something for something else and be confused. Um, so watch, watch days all the way through. Um, whatever changes or, or anything that's coming up, keep an open mind, keep an open heart, be a fan with open arms, as I would always say. Um, and if you want to continue hearing my thoughts on, on the show, you can tune in to my wonderful podcast, Dish and Days, um, on our YouTube channel. That's Dish and Days with capital D's, D-I-S-H-I-N, Days, on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eat three Wait, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Actually, I just got corrected on on times. Someone was like, we're still in daylight savings time. So it's actually PDT time. And I'm like, that's a thing. What? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I guess maybe it says that, but... So I I guess apparently when when you're in daylight savings, it's no longer standard time. It is... A specific daylight time or something like that and then when you're not in daylight savings it goes back to standard which i never noticed anyone doing that and i don't want to further, further confuse anyone so pacific standard time that's west coast time or east <laughs> coast time um so make sure you tune in and um those are my final thoughts i, I think there's a lot coming up that people should be excited about so get ready all right. And where can they find you on social media, Tony, if they want to talk to you about Days of Our Lives or well, whatever else you're doing? Exactly. You guys can find me on all social media platforms at Lounging with Tony. That's L-O-U-N-G-I-N with Tony. All right. Before I do my sign off, I just remembered as we talked about social media, I totally mentioned this to you, but we got all talking about days instead of the days actors. I am loving what Chandler Massey, ex Will, or hopefully soon to be back Will, because I, I like him and I like the Will character, and I think he works really well with Al. And their brother sister dynamic is so cute. But his little causation nation stuff is hilarious. They, I had no idea. They crack me up. Like Chandler has such a dry sense of humor um, that when they started happening, um, I was like, these are funny and, and they, they've kept going and he has, he's moved on to, to, from Insta stories to TikTok. And it, it, it's hilarious how he breaks down 
you know, certain, you know, Jesus events versus and topics. Santa, like that was yes. funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and the little innuendos that are, that are in there. Um, and charts and graphs for blue lives, which don't exist. So. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's, it's hilarious. So, so his, his, uh, causation nation, uh, bits are, are hilarious. Yeah, guys, keep up with that on Instagram. He's still putting them in the stories for old people like me who don't want to get on TikTok <laughs> and, and still don't understand that. But yeah, I think it's under TikTok at Causation Nation and Chandler Massey and Instagram. But but it's pretty funny. But if you want to watch my funny videos, which sometimes I post, or you know, stupid things or musings or sexy pictures of myself, whatever, I'm Lucretia Line, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you want to check out those virtual events with the day's cast and Tony, go to SpectrumCelebrityEvents.com. Kristen Demira herself, Miss Stacey Haydick, will be doing a Zoom Q&A November 13th, so you won't want to miss this beautiful multi-soap alum. But back to Believe Business. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I get into all the soaps again. Trust me, it's not just GH with Forever Ended Days, Darrell Anthony. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.